hey, hey, welcome to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast, designing life on your terms. I'm your host, Jamie Thurber, and I'm an expert operations manager, productivity queen, mindset, business, and lifestyle coach. Basically, getting shit done is my jam. And I believe in the power of intentional living and in real conversations that can shift your perspective, create habits, and ultimately achieve the freedom that you want in every area of your life. Now, I know that might sound a bit airy-fairy and magical and too good to be true. Well, it is pretty magical, but trust me, this is a place for real conversations, for real people like you that can use things like that right now to change your life and maybe create a little magic of your own. There's no bullshit here. It's not how I roll. So if you're down to talk about real things, well, all of the things, then this is the place for you. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode. Thanks for being here. I just had this brilliant idea and it was one of those, again, where I have to stop what I'm doing and record right now. So that's what we're doing. (laughs) So I was thinking about the phrase, it's not just about clearing space, but keeping it. And just this whole idea popped out of my head. So this topic, I believe, has been dancing around in me for a while, (laughs) but It stems from originally, so like last year, I did the whole Marie Kondo tidy up your life process. I did it actually before she, a few months before she did that TV show on Netflix. Um, I'll link the book below in the show notes because I think the book is actually really brilliant and I'll explain why. So the world went through this like fun little phase where they're like, clear space, clear space, get rid of things you don't need. Um, there's a few reasons why doing that is a good idea. And one can be like, if you need extra money, you have plenty of things lying around your house that you probably don't use that you could sell and get extra money for versus having them take up space in your house. Um, a lot of it also is energetically having a bunch of things around you will cause stress. It can cause overwhelm. It can also cause you to have a cluttered mind just as much as a cluttered space. So a lot of times, um, like I used to be the queen of organized chaos and I can still manage that well if necessary. I just choose not to. Um, But I was a project manager and an operations manager for so many years where, I mean, it was just so many moving pieces and so many people that I had to learn how to be the, like, the lion tamer, right, (laughs) to the chaos. But what I then learned as I moved forward into different ways of life and just different things, that was that. Looking back at different people, you could tell a lot by their management of their management style and their ability to um, produce based upon the way they kept their desk or the way they kept their house, for example, too. Like a lot of times when you have outward like chaos or outward clutter that your mind feels that way too. You don't find a lot of peace. You don't find a lot of quiet or you're very distracted. Different things can happen. Um, So especially in your home is a big thing. So in this book, Marie Kondo, she goes into detail about how you get rid of things that you, that um, don't bring you joy. And so it's funny because for those of you Gilmore Girls fans out there in the day uh, or the year in the life little remake they did, um, Emily Gilmore, the grandma, used the book and she was like, this doesn't bring me joy. And she basically got rid of like everything in her house because none of it brought her joy, um, which could potentially be what happens. But I utilized it last year. Um, I think it was like September, October. 
simply because I had acquired so much stuff that it was, it was crazy actually how much stuff I had acquired. Um, I used it all. It all was very organized and very well put away, but it was taking up a lot of space energetically in my mind and just in my actual space, um, things I had to deal with. I mean, when you have that much stuff, you have to deal with, you know, keeping that much stuff in order and which isn't always an easy task. So if you read that book, she did, she describes a lot more in detail, like the energy and emotion behind all of these things. She walks you through the process of really, you know, giving thanks and being grateful, which you guys know I'm all about that. Um, and then walks you through clearing space. Unfortunately, in the TV show on Netflix, they don't go into as much detail about that stuff and how that can really be life-changing, not just because you're getting rid of stuff, you know? So I, for those of you who've been my followers for a long time, like I used to have a whole bedroom that was, I called it my dressing room, but Tony and I had turned it into a closet and it had my vanity in it, but it had an armoire in it with a bunch of clothes. I had a jeans table where all of my blue jeans were like, folded and displayed on the table. And then there was two walls of racking. So I had all of this, all this hanging space, all of these cubby holes and all of this shoe rack space and, and a small dresser in the other corner. So I just had so much stuff and don't get me wrong. I love clothes and I still do love clothes, but I'm a lot different about picking and choosing what I'm purchasing at this point. But getting rid of a lot of that stuff was scary it was super scary. And I'll actually see if I can attach some photos um, in the show notes. I'm not sure if you can or not, but um, I think I did a blog post about this back then. And so I'll see if I can link that. So you can see the photos more so than anything, the pictures of the piles of clothing that I went through. But what was nice is I donated so much of it to the local women's shelter and a lot of like my household hold goods and stuff like that. A lot of people forget and they just go straight to Goodwill because it's easy. But if you look up, a lot of times there are women's shelters in your area that are basically looking for anything you're willing to donate. So some of these women are leaving really violent situations um, and they can't take anything with them. So they don't have a purse, you know, they don't have a wallet, they don't have makeup, they don't have hairbrushes. Like there's just a lot of different things. So I went through and I just donated like tons and tons and tons of stuff to them along with clothes. Um, which, so it was not only serving a great thing for me, but it was also serving someone else, which is always even a cool part of it. And then I sold a bunch of stuff and, um, trashed a bunch of stuff. But anyway, to bring me back to my point here, clearing space became a hot topic online. Um, and around that time frame. And I remember my coach last year, it wasn't even last year. It was the year before that. It was 2018, Brittany. She had told me we talked about clearing space so that I could create and so I could bring in love and attract love, um, which is a whole nother topic for another podcast, but it fucking worked and it was really, really cool. And so I had been practicing this art of creating space for a while. And then I just realized that as I move forward, I just am always working on keeping that space. Um, because I've cleared the space. I don't have the stuff, you know, but there's also some other pieces of that that we'll talk about in a second. And that's not just stuff, physical stuff related. But the the real trick is once you clear it is keeping it up, keeping that space and allowing yourself to stay in the more peaceful state of being by not having everything accumulate. That's the real tricky part. 
Um, it's very time consuming and very exhausting and energe like energetically and physically to actually clear the stuff as well as some of these emotional things we're going to talk about in a second. It's definitely time consuming. Um, it takes energy to do those things, but it also takes some of your energy to keep it that way. So that's really what I want to go into as we continue this conversation. So when I'm talking about stuff, I mean like having multiple sets of dishes, having like 12 serving spoons, like eight spatulas, like what the fuck? Why do I have eight spatulas, you know? <laughs> and so, um, or, you know, two drawers full of socks. Like there just was a lot of stuff that I didn't need or what ends up happening too a lot of times we keep things that we don't use or don't need um, because we like for some reason well oh, maybe someday I'll need that and so like you have a t-shirt with a hole in it that you don't want to wear because of whatever but oh maybe someday I'll need it for x y and z reason and so we keep it definitely unnecessary so getting rid of a lot of those things like this is like an odd thing and I don't know why it popped into my head so but I'm gonna say it I remember going through like my underwear drawer and I'm like a Victoria's Secret junkie when they have a sale, like I'm buying all of the stuff on sale for the underwear situation, right? And so there were like, it was out of control. Like there were stuff in there that I bought when I was like 18 and I'm like, I am 28 years old. Like at the time I was 28, like what the fuck do I still have underwear for 10 years? Now granted, when you have that much, it doesn't typically go bad, but still like it was just silly. So sorting through your shit and being realistic with yourself about why, what you want to keep and don't keep is, is cool. And she walks through in that book, the process of doing it, which is really, really nice. Um, like kind of does it spark joy? What's the, what's the reason for keeping it? That sort of thing. But so that's what I mean by the stuff. It can be stacks of paperwork. It can be mail. It can be like just things, things and stuff that's physically in your space. Um, but this can also be conversations. This can be conversations that you've kept in your inbox or in your text message history that don't serve you anymore and that you don't need to have. This can be data on your phone. This can be convers like just yeah, basically conversations. In in same thing with like photos, right? So if there's photos on your phone that's data that don't aren't things that you necessarily need or want to be looking at all the time, or maybe they're from like past situations that you want to keep the memories, that's fine, but move them, move them off of your phone, move them off of a place that you're constantly engaging in and put them away for, you know, if there's a different time that you want to look at them, that's fine, but you know where they are, but they're not predominantly in your day-to-day -day space. So energetically, a big cool thing that's a release is deleting these conversations, right? And then stop having them, <laughs> Like if you have conversations with people that are empty or that aren't serving you or that leave you feeling really icky, like stop engaging in that conversation. Just quit having it. There's no reason to force it and there's no reason to push yourself to have conversations that aren't serving you. But on the deeper, more emotional um, ties type level, there's no reason for you to keep the text message history between you and your ex-boyfriend that you don't talk to anymore. Like there's no reason for you to do that. You know, like there's no reason for you to keep the text messages history between you and that guy you met on Tinder that you went out on a date with three times. Like why? Like why is that taking up space in your data, in your mind, in your energetic field, and your emotions? Like cut the tie, delete it. It's not serving you and there's no reason to keep it. And just clearing that stuff, as silly as a lot of this may sound to you, I promise you, 
that it truly does lighten your load, not only in like a literal sense, but in the way that you feel and it lightens your, the, the noise in your energetic space, but also in your mind and in your heart, it really clears a lot of stuff. So when you do this process, you're clearing, you know, feelings, resentments, frustrations, guilt, actual clutter physically or chaos feeling. You're clearing a lot of that stuff. And a lot of that, those feelings are caused by, you know, the decisions and the choices that we make that accumulate all of this other stuff to begin with, right? So when you're looking at, okay, well, here's kind of like a cause and effect situation, you want now to make a different, to have a different result. So what's the key to having a different result? The key to have a different result is taking a different action. So a lot of times, this is one of my favorite lines to use and one that my clients and friends probably despise hearing me say <laughs> because sometimes it, it stings a little. But the truth is, if you want a different result, you have to take a different action. So when someone comes to me and is complaining about the same old, the same thing happening, the same thing happening, the same thing happening, I don't want this to be my reality anymore, I don't want to do this anymore, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, okay, cool. So let's talk about this. Like, what do we want to do moving forward? What do you want to do moving forward? X, Y, and Z. They talk about, you know, how they want to be different. They're going to make this different choice. But what if I do this instead? What if this person does that? And my answer is always, that's, it's a choice that you get to make. Like you have free will and that's up to you. But I want you to take responsibility for the fact that your result is going to be a direct, the end result is going to be a direct result of the choice that you make. And so if you want, if you know historically speaking, that by doing this particular thing, you're going to get this other result, then how will you ever find if you're going to get a different end result without taking a different action in the middle, right? Without making a different choice. So same thing here, right? You go back to these feelings of clutter and stress and chaos and guilt and frustration that we're working through when wanting to clear by clearing all this space with all these activities we've been talking about thus far. And like, then you get frustrated and you're like, well, I don't want that to be my situation anymore. Maybe you feel it start creeping in again. Maybe you start to feel some of that, that chaos or that um, uncomfortable feeling that you had before you deleted those conversations or engaged in those conversations, you know, or all of this stuff that piled up. Maybe it's starting to like pile up a little bit again and you're like, fuck, what the hell, you know, and you start to feel that frustration in that moment. I want you to realize and remember that this is what got you to that other place in, um, in the first place. Jesus, I can't talk. That's what got you to that other situation in the first place, okay? So, like, that's what led you into a place where you had to spend a week and a half sorting through stuff or spend two hours deleting things or, you know, whatever, having those uncomfortable conversations, setting those boundaries just to then go backwards on it. Like you let things pile up and then it takes up so much more space, so much more time, so much more energy. And so in the moment where you realize that, that's when you're like, shit, okay, I got to get this under wraps right now and not let it pile out of control again to where I get myself back into a place where I have to go through this whole clearing space process again. And it's like deja vu, right? So to keep the space is to make a different choice um, so that you get a different result. So taking different actions to keep the space would be, I wrote down a couple of steps for you or things to keep up. So like step one would be slowing down, being present, and really developing some self-awareness. So we've talked about this in a couple other podcasts. 
thus far, and I write about this a lot in my blogs, um, but it is such a key component, like slowing down and thinking before you respond or thinking before you buy something that you don't need or actually really like, um, making those types of decisions more clear-minded and more intentionally is a huge step to getting a different result because then you're actually taking responsibility for what's actually happening and what you're allowing into your space, um, whether that's emotionally, mentally, um, physically, you're taking responsibility for that choice. So allowing yourself to slow down and take the space, it's just number one importance, right? So, so big. So having that be present of mind, whether you put this, you write this down in your planner, you set a reminder to pop up once a week to remind you, slow down, be present. Maybe you do it once a day. I had a client that once a day, his phone would go off and it would say, love your wife or choose your wife or something like that. And it would always bring his mind back to like the gratitude of having her and really appreciating her instead of just going through the motions and just expecting her to be there, you know? And that's just a great example of allowing or teaching yourself and training yourself to be present and to create some of that within yourself. So I had another client who did this with gratitude where she would have a a reminder go off in her phone every evening to do her gratitude practice. And she will tell you, and she told me several times, that that was one of the most powerful things that she's ever done was learning how to truly take time to slow down and be present because she didn't do that before. And because of that, as a result, her life was chaos. She didn't have any space. She hated her job. There's a lot of things that were coming from not allowing that one thing to be the root of all, which that one thing is the slowing down and being present when you're making choices and when you're doing things in your life. So that's one thing. The next thing is setting boundaries, which everyone hates me when I say that because they're like, boundaries, what? I have boundaries. What we don't ever really want to admit is that most of us have really shitty boundaries. Um, and I think the harder piece to, to like admit or face about boundaries is that the people that we love and respect and we think love and respect us, and now maybe they do, but they don't love and respect our boundaries. So they make it very hard for us to keep them. Um, A lot of times we'll draw lines in the sand with zero intention of ever sticking to the line that we drew in the sand. A lot of times we'll draw lines in the sand and not have anyone respect it, but we don't hold it up either. So why should they, you know? And so it's really deciding what is okay with you and what's not, looking at the truth. And sometimes it's not super pleasant to say, you know what, like I have to set a boundary around buying things. Maybe you online shop too much, which causes a lot of chaos and a lot of shit for you to deal with in all kinds of areas of your life, right? Maybe it's that you have to block someone's phone number. Maybe it's that you have to be more stingy with your time and how, you know, many lunch meetings you're taking or how many dinner dates you're taking with friends and family because it's sucking the life out of you or it's not allowing you enough time and space to do what you need to do that serves you. You know, having those boundaries um, and sticking to them with yourself though, because what you have to understand is that no one's going to respect your boundaries if you don't. And they will push back, especially if you've been doing, you know, life a certain way for a long time. People definitely will push back on that a hundred percent. And it's, hard (laughs) for lack of a better or fluffy term for you. It's fucking hard. Boundaries are hard. And what I'll tell you to be true, I know to be true over the last 
you know, six years of me changing the entire way I live my life is that the people who love you for real, for real, like they're not going to go anywhere. It may be hard and there may be stressful situations, but like what you're ultimately doing by making these choices and setting these boundaries is really serving you and the people in your lives, the relationships that matter, the relationships that fill you up and that serve you. So you may, even from the people, those people that end up sticking around though, you'll get a little pushback just because you teach people how to treat you. And so when you shift it a little bit, it takes a little bit of time for people to adjust and to really, oh, okay. So they weren't kidding. The other thing to keep in mind with that too, is how many times have you said something and then not done it? So you have to stick to it and let people give them some time to adjust. Either they will or they won't. Tony always says they'll shape up or ship out. They will adjust or they will uh, go away, one or the other. Um, And the last one is a much more logical, less emotional thing. And it is just checking in with yourself. So the way that you can do this is whatever, pick, pick something that works best for you. If you find that you're feeling going like you're, you're kind of sliding back into the old habits of that created the, all the stuff and the chaos and that to begin with more frequently than set a reminder every week and then, or maybe it's every month. So the whole point of these check-ins is it allows you to reflect back on the previous week or the previous month and see what worked and what didn't see how what you're doing is working for you or isn't working for you. Maybe see where you were shooting too much (laughs) and saying yes too much to things that aren't serving you. Um, you know, those types of things, but reflecting back on, you know, what your habits are and that gives you the opportunity to adjust accordingly. That gives you the opportunity to adjust before things become giant mountains and piles that take hours and weeks and days and months to sort through, right? So the check-in process is so important. So this is like, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. This is one of the key components to creating true discipline and really great like planning habits and routine habits in your life. When you're trying to shift things, the biggest and key, most important way to really shift any habit, any changes you're trying to make, anything you're trying to master is by having very strict check-in policies with yourself. This includes, you know, we talked about before in one of the other podcasts, stepping foot into every room in the house, right? This really, really impacts that as well checking in and saying, well, where am I missing something? Am I missing something? Am I balanced? Am I not balanced? Like having that check-in process is huge. So if you are the kind of person who plans out your month, then do it when you plan out your month. Um, I highly suggest everyone plans their week. That is just a thing that I wholeheartedly believe in as a success tool. And so that is something that I do and that I teach my clients to do when they're planning their week on Sundays is to look back at the previous week and really check in not only on task related items and time management related items, but on all of your other goals and intentions too, as far as like living your life on your own terms. And this is part of that, um, really keeping track of, of what's going on and adjusting accordingly. And maybe that means you're, you're going back to the basics every week because you get a little off track. Eventually, the more you do that, the less off track you're going to get. It all builds on itself as a success tool. So I hope that this was helpful. I think this is a big topic that um, is a little bit more in-depth or like cut. It's in-depth, but it's also cut and dry. Like it's very like black and white. 
um, as far as, okay, we want to create the space, but we also need to keep it. And here are some ways to do both of those things, but most importantly, keep the space. So that is what we've set up here. And I hope that this makes sense to you and is helpful. Um, as always, if you have any questions about any of this, please feel free to email me. My email is in the show notes below, but it's also me, M-E, at jamietherber.com. And you can always message us there and I will get back to you. Thank you so much for watching or so watching. That's not true. For listening. I just did a live stream. So y'all get the thanks for watching. <laughs> but thank you for listening here and tuning in. I do truly appreciate you. If you haven't yet left a review, I would really appreciate it. I love reading your feedback. It's super cool to me and um, makes my heart very, very happy. And if this episode was helpful and you think anyone else could benefit from it, please share it with a friend, send it in a text, share it on your story, which is always cool, or whatever is comfortable for you. And until next time, enjoy the rest of your day.